Hey, everybody. Absolutely stunning news over here this week. We have a video version of this week's episode available on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash late night. Go over there, sign up at any tier, and you'll have access to it. Once again, that's patreon.com slash late night. Now, enjoy the show. Now, something I, I do need is the new Dan Avedan and Super Guitar Bros album. Yes. Hot oh, off the presses. And you guys, you have a hit album. It's oh, a, dude, I don't know where it is on, the, it? on the charts, but I'm sure it's high. Rock it's got to be hitting somewhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so tell me, I've always wondered, what is it like to work with Dan Avedan? Horrible. Uh, he's mm-hmm. just... No, it's um. No, no, keep going down op- that road, Sam. Sam, say bad things about Dan. Really, no, no, really, just the total opposite. Of no, that. no, he's yeah. um. Let's be real. Let's be actually oh, real about what it's like. Let's be As real. if you don't know what it's like. As to if work I don't with. know. I've only been in a band with the guy for almost fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. He is just a sweet angel, like always. Yeah. Mm. The thing I always like say to my friends whenever they ask about him is that like. If you watch Game Grumps or any kind of thing like that, it's like the way he acts on there is the way he is in real life. It's like that's he's just like a chill. Mm, no comment. Yeah. Easy going. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Brian's like, oh, no, like I know what he's that's, really, really like. I think <laughs> I think to add, I think one of the cool things about Dan is I feel like he's a really authentic person. And that's that's the feeling I get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a completely unauthentic person myself, it's like what? something that for it to totally okay. aspire to. No, no, <laughs> let's, okay, let's unpack this. How are you not yourself? It's like we're in I Heart Huckabees right now. How are you not yourself, mm-hmm. Sam? What, what does it mean to not be authentic? I guess technically everyone's always being authentic all the time, regardless of how authentic they think they might be being. Right. right. Mm-hmm. No, but he, I don't know. He feels like. I don't want to talk about him anymore. I want to talk about you. <laughs> Why, what it's, what a, I, it's, it's a way here. for me Dan's to talk here. about what I feel about myself, to talk uh-huh. about Dan. Okay, okay we got sure. we got Dan like a mirror to, That's right. to yep. compare on. Anyway, I feel like this is about to actually become a therapy session. It might be. Well, listen. We got a doctor That's right. Here. We got a doctor. I'm a, I'm a medical uh, doctor. I'm a therapist. I'm a medical doctor. I'm a physician. I'm an internist. I'm an otolaryngologist. Uh, I do everything, basically. Yes, I'm an intern also. At, here at Late Night, I'm an intern. And everybody, this is Late Night with Brian Weck. We are Leightonless this week. Leighton had a, a last-minute thing come up. Couldn't make it today. But we are very pleased to have our mystery guests here. And we do have two. So, mystery guests, would you please introduce yourself? Yo, what up? We're called Super Guitar Bros. We're the mystery guests. I'm Sam Griffin, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Griffith. And Sam Griffin. Um, we've Sam gone Griffith. over this. Oh. We're, it's Sam Gr- It's an N at the end. You know that. Oh, that's what I said. Um, so I play nylon guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm half of the Super Guitar Bros. And this over here. Yep, my name is Steve, Stephen Poisson. And I'm the other half of Super Guitar Bros. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got the nylon string classical guitar. I've got just like a plain, normal acoustic guitar, steel string, like what you normally think of with acoustic, probably. Sam, do, do you resent the fact that Steve called your guitar not normal? I mean, to yes. you, your guitar is normal, right? Yeah, to me, it's the most normal. It's the bass line. It's the middle. No, no, no. You don't play the bass line. 
you often play the lead. You line. know what I well, mean. Well, you well, always well, know what I mean, and you always act like you well, don't. He does play the bass. I don't know. What, I don't know what you mean. Well, that's what I said. But sometimes he doesn't. Let's be real. Actually, Please it's mostly be it's, real. It's mostly Steve playing the bass lines. If there mm-hmm. is a bass line, usually he's. He's kind of more of a bottom. I'm more of a kind of a top. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll take turns being in the middle. Sometimes we switch. Yeah, I don't know verse. if you guys know. Yeah. There's a right. side. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know about sides side. now. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. side. Yeah. Great. Anyway. So we do video game uh, covers <laughs> That's on, right. on guitar. That's our spiel. That's our gig. Occasionally originals too, right? Occasionally yeah. originals. Yeah. We got two originals on our Spotify, which... By the way, we got Spotify and all the other places. Hold the fuck up YouTube. with those links. We'll get oh, to yeah. that at the end. We'll now get is to that. not we'll the get to time that. to plug YouTube.com slash Super Oh, God. Oh, no. I mean, Jarek, we get it in, Jarek, we get it in early. Cut, cut all bleep that it, We get it in early, you know, just because, you know, you know retention, how that goes. We got to get people on the. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So but we, we got a couple originals on all the places and therefore a game that came out last year, I think, mm-hmm. called Soundfall. Yes. And it's like a it's like a big music game where like you're running around top down view, you're running around and shooting stuff and you got to do everything to the beat of the music. That's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. Like some songs are slower, some songs are faster. So it's like a rhythm platformer kind of. Kind of not not so much platformer, but definitely like running around shooting. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of like, I don't know, you kind of jump from like one place to another. But. Yeah, you like warp around. I don't know. Have you ever played Smash TV? A long time ago, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like that. It's top down and you're shooting in like, you know, 360 degrees around you. Yeah. Enemies are coming at yeah, you. Yeah, like running around and then aiming around you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So um, uh, our, a friend of ours was heavily involved in the, in the development of that game. And he got like a whole bunch of video game. Do you want to drop a name here? Yeah, Nate Horsfall. An amazing animator and artist. He's done like a lot of stuff for us in terms of art and for live shows. He's done a lot of like visual stuff behind us mm-hmm. and super rad dude. So there's this whole kind of ecosystem of like video game cover people. We're, we're among them, you know, you know like the Magfesty kind of yep. people. There's kind of the whole scene. It's got its own like clicks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who are some of the, the worst people, the people you don't like in that Triforce scene? Quartet. That's not, uh, yeah, that's not yeah. hard. No. That's Sam knows one that one me. right away. Yeah. No, those guys are trash in so many ways, <laughs> in so many levels. I honestly feel that way. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, no, I don't. Wow. Of course you don't. Cut me saying I don't. Jarek, leave this all in. We're going any, to, anytime we say cut that out, we have to leave it in. <laughs> so Nate um, reached out. Nate and the developer for Soundfall. Yeah. Yep. Reached out to a bunch of random video game cover people and Mm -hmm. composers and stuff. So we wrote a couple tunes for it. That's so great. Like Steve wrote a tune. It's very like rhythmic and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of driving. And I wrote a thing that's way too complicated. (laughs) And I feel like it's just fully, (laughs) like it's fully us. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you definitely, you listen to them and you're like, oh yeah, that's got that Steve vibe Uh to it. And then you listen to the other one like, oh yeah, Sam definitely wrote that. (laughs) Too many notes. Well, the question, Steve, is does your part have the percussive stuff? In both of them, yeah. But like in mine, that was my intention. And then in Sam's, that was his intention. Mm-hmm. Is like, yeah, yeah, we're, we'll give the rhythm part, the percussion to Steve. But in his, it's much more, it's got that like Castlevania kind of like neoclassical mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. 
And in the video that we have on our channel, we even we even call it something like when you write a song that belongs in a Castlevania game or something like that. Well, that that yeah, that's a fun thing. I wanted to to clarify for those of you listening who don't know. So a big part of Steve's performance is what would you call it? slaps, slaps, oh, bops, yeah. taps, slips. Yeah, the slaps and bops, just doing all all the percussion on the guitar, just mm-hmm. any kind of any kind of drum kind of stuff is yeah. on my end mostly. I've always said this. I feel like a lot of the creativity is on Steve's end. What? Oh, yeah, dude. Let me tell you why. Mm. Because when we're doing arrangements and stuff, I feel like most of my job is to just do the notes. What are the notes? Do the notes. If it's Mm -hmm. a crazy lead or something, some technical stuff, Mm -hmm. that's where I come in there, Mm -hmm. right? And I swoop in and I nail it. Yeah. Um, It's like precision drone strike. Yeah. Always. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm like. Yeah. No. I'm into that stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. You love notes. Drones. No, Mm. drone strikes is what I meant. <laughs> the drone, drone but, but usually, yes. yeah, when we're when we're arranging stuff, it's like I just play the notes, and then if something has a bunch of drums and stuff, it's kind of just up to Steve to figure out like how can he wrangle the bass and the drums and on guitar, how can he handle note wise what he has to handle, but then also percussion wise. It's yeah. pretty crazy, dude. I mean, you both are insane uh, musicians in a good way, not in a bad way. But watching you, Steve, to not only master the guitar, you know, just playing the quote unquote normal way to play the guitar, but also to do the percussive stuff and then just effortlessly flip back and forth between the two is it's 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 like a magic trick. It's pretty nuts. And then having you playing with my hair on top of that, too. <laughs> well, so we, we should there's get into things, this. There's some things that we have to address, some deeply well, personal. I think we should. I, that's emotionally. That's emotionally. Yes. Traumatic events. OK. Uh, your words, not mine. Now, there's a big difference between when we had you guys on the show last time and now, which is that since we have all been on tour. Together, yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you got to live through months, basically, on a bus with Dr. Brian Wecht, <laughs> as many other folks. And, you know, when you guys were on the show last time, which is probably two years ago, a year and a half, something like that at this point. We knew each other well, but we didn't know each other touring well, right? Yeah, we weren't that close. Yeah, friends at a distance, let's say. Yeah. But we were living on top of each other for an extended period of time. And so let's really get into it. Let me ask you the question everybody wants to know, which is, what was it like touring with me? Uh, Okay, so... By the way, you can be honest. If you had an issue with me, you can address that now. You can tell me. First of all, first, I want to fuck around. Great. But after that, I want to be really actually honest. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll jump in at that part too, the honest part. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Brian assaulted me nightly on stage. That's true. Please describe. All right. So here's the deal. I have a bag of dust. It's a bag of cornstarch that I carry around with me Mm -hmm. when I have to play shows. I didn't know about this. This is interesting. Tell tell me about this. You make it so hard. (laughs) All right, so I have a bag of dust that I use to, I basically lubricate my fingertips. It's a dry lube, okay? So Mm -hmm. it makes my fingers run real smooth and quick over the strings. I'm being totally serious. They don't like catch catch on the strings. They don't get Yeah, so I get get a little nervous before a show. My fingertips get a little clammy, just a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's enough to catch on the string and to kind of, it just fucks 
no, shit up for me. It's called biology. Right, right. So I have this bag of dust always on stage with me. I need it. It's very important to me. Crucial to your performance. Crucial is the word. Yeah. We were playing a show. I forget where. doesn't matter where. But what does matter is that at one point, Brian sprinted over to me. This is but during the show, by the way. This is right. during the show. People watching. We're doing like a professional thing. Brian uh, sprints, ov- sprints over to me, grabs my bag of dust. It steals my bag of dust. This mm-hmm. very crucial element to me being able to do my job. Yeah, now um, the show just can't go anymore. Right. So like it has to stop. He's got the bag of dust and he runs off with it. And I'm like, what the hell? I need my bag of dust. And we're all like plugged in and stuff. So it's not like we can get very far away. Now from this, the chairs. this wasn't during a song. It was in between songs. In yeah. between songs, which is when I use my dust. Right. Which is why you took it because I was using it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I had it and I was applying it to my fingertips and you thought, this would be a fun thing. I'll come over and take his dust. Right. You Brian did. sees that chance. Well, <laughs> in the words of Hannibal Lecter, we covet what we see every day. <laughs> and <laughs> it did take a bit. It, it took a few days for me to see this little little tempting bag show up on stage every day. And then one time, of course, as I have mentioned, my goal once I'm in character during a show is to make the show bad. And yep. all I want yes. is to derail and annoy. And yeah. so when I saw a golden opportunity that I had not been aware of before, especially with you. Now, Sam, you were on the opposite side of the stage for me during these shows. So yes. I saw a vast gulf between us and you dangling this little bag <laughs> that if every show looked more and more tempting just out there. One night I was like, I'm going to take that fucking bag. Next time that bag comes out, I'm getting it. And so without warning, I sprung up and sprinted across the stage and grabbed it. Yeah. And so this bit, like it evolved over the course of many shows, right? There was many shows we were playing to the point where most of the shows, what it ended up being was you would, you would take my bag and then you would taunt me with the bag by putting it into your pants Mm -hmm. Walking mm-hmm. over to me and actually forcing me, mm-hmm. like physically taking my hand and forcing me to fish the bag out of your pants. Now, the way you're saying it makes it sound bad. No, I know. I know. I am. I totally no, am. I'm, I'm kidding. Of course. I'm bringing the energy I brought on stage to yes, this, which, I, which I shouldn't. No, you should. I want you to. <laughs> but I loved it. And and to be totally fair, there was actually several times I remember when we're not doing a show completely serious where you're like, Sam, honestly, please tell me if this is uncomfortable for you, if this is weird. Um, I, Jared cut this, obviously. This is destroying your image. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, no, do it. Right. Please do do more of it. We all had that conversation, which was really cool, you know. Oh, you have to. Like, if you're just playing music with someone on stage, it's not going to be relevant. But when you're doing bits and there's like, touching and stuff like that to me any like good actor comedian will always make sure you're respecting the boundaries of everyone else on stage and if someone says look i'm not comfortable with that cool you move on like then you just find something else to do and so it was very important to me and i did check with you guys several times i was like look i want to make sure you're okay with this if you're not you tell me and we'll find something else but sam you definitely were like let me get in there 
Yeah, I was. To be clear to everybody listening, I always made sure the tip of the bag was right at the top of the waistline so you could grab it without getting into daddy's business. Tip of right what at the top bag? of the tip? Your little mm, bag. Tip of what bag? Your little bag. And I'm not I, I'm not going to tell you what I consider right now, your Brian. little bag. Maybe he's talking about the tip of his bag. Oh, it just means it's not little. There, yeah. Okay, it's a medium-sized bag. Yeah, large even. So access was important to me. Well, actually, I was I was about to say it was always very easy to find, mm-hmm. but there were a couple times where I feel like I have to shuffle um, just a tad. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never knew if you there. were like playing that up or not, because oh. I, I knew there were some oh. times where it was like taking longer than normal. I, I feel like you would kind of almost direct my hand yes. to exactly where it was. Oh, sometimes it, that's right. Sometimes it would take your hand and like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would be clasping it and just yes. looking absolutely disgusted. <laughs> I loved it, dude. Yeah. Your face that you made during that, this like sad Sam is the funniest Sam, I think, (laughs) because you have this like hangdog face that you can do, which is really great. Dude, it didn't actually make me uncomfortable, but I thought the even more uncomfortable one was Mm -hmm. sitting on your lap. Oh, that's right. Yes, of course. That was another one of the things you would do is you would take my spot. I would come out. They would say, hey, we're going to introduce Super Guitar Bros because you guys would do like a few songs like Mm -hmm. you and Dan and then you, Dan, and Jim, and then they'd say, oh, we're going to bring out our friends, you know, blah, 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 Super Guitar Bros. We would walk out, and then you would be sitting in my spot, mm-hmm. and I'd have to stand awkwardly because I didn't have a seat. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I'm just, like, over here getting all plugged in and set up, like, well, that sucks. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. trying to remember, I'm trying to remember when that happened. Was that always in the beginning where I would? No, it, I think it mixed it up. One thing I actively tried to do is to make sure you didn't totally know what was going to happen on stage because I think that keeps things fresh and fun. And so sometimes I just wouldn't do it just to be like, eh, not tonight, not feeling it. Right, right, And right. sometimes I think maybe when you came back in after the butt dance, I would do it then maybe. Uh, I, yeah, it feels like it wasn't right in the beginning. I, yeah, I, feel like I can't quite remember. There, there was some mix. God, we did the show like 30 times. You'd think I'd remember it better, but. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't. I don't. All those different kind of things and like bits and stuff, like they all just kind of evolved, you know, yes. over all the different shows. You keep it interesting that way. I mean, no shade against someone who's going to like do the same show every time. That's also a great way of doing it. But personally, I always wanted to like mix things up and, you know, A, because it's more fun, B, because I think it makes it a better show. If yes. there's that little element of unpredictability that the audience can definitely clue into. Like when we were fucking with each other on stage and it was something genuinely new, that yeah. reads, right? The audience like can see that and feel it. And because it makes us laugh and people on stage are having a good time. And that shit really propagates out. There was times where, oh, remember the re-audition the band? But yes. Of course you remember that. You know, why don't you describe this for, for people that didn't see the live show? Yeah, for what was it? Dan would say at one point, so we've reached a point in the show where... Ninja Brian's like had it put into the contract that at some point during the show, he's going to re-audition the band. Mm-hmm. And then like Jim and you and I were all just like, what the like, fuck? What are you talking like, about? What? Yeah. And Dan's like, yeah, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go take a little break and, you know, you guys do your thing. Have fun. I'll see you in a bit. Good luck. And we're just like, what? Wait, Dan, Dan, come back. Because mm-hmm. the band is is you guys and Jim Roach. It's the two yes, of you and Jim, Jim Roach. Roach. Yes. Yep. So, yep. I would uh, come up to you first, Sam. And of course, the amazing thing, of course, is you guys are such talented instrumentalists that even when I'm like 
looming over your shoulders and getting right in your faces, you still crush it consistently. <laughs> but there was like several nights where Brian's head would be, I know you, if, if you're not watching, but like, it's a good reason to sign up for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Look at see this. See what I'm That's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Patreon.com like slash late night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd have your head like right here, like right just there, glaring at me mm-hmm. with the with your eyes. I was like a, a whole centimeter other away from your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I prepared this like really kind of complicated thing, and and so did. <laughs> it was really good, actually. It yeah. was like really hard. Yeah, yeah. like like Sam's is like a very pretty, like classical, like Yeah, it's almost like a flight of the bumblebee style thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it like it gets like faster and faster. It was hard to keep it together um, just because it was so funny to me, you being that close. Mm-hmm. It absolutely made it harder to play the thing. Great. Good. That's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was great. Then you would you would judge us. I would give you a thumbs down. Look at the audience, do like the thumb in the middle and then thumbs down or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, big surprise. But yeah, it's always a thumbs down. Always a thumbs yeah. down. Never, was, never, never well, got a thumbs up. Well, and then dismiss did, I, you. did I get a thumbs up? It was boo, boo. The audience boos. Like, get uh, out of here. You suck. You would oh, go like, get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'd walk off stage. And then Steve, why don't you talk about your experience? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, kind of similar in a way where he he comes over to me. It's like, well, you're, you're getting pushed off stage. And I'm, before anything, I'm just like, boo fuck this shit like yeah like this guy sucks fuck ninja brian <laughs> and then the crowd starts booing and we're all just like boo fuck this by the way b- before you continue i don't think we talked about this this was interesting i was talking to Leighton about this she thought the audience was booing you guys and was on my side oh, oh that's interesting. which was no, no, no. definitely not the case not the case <laughs> not the case i'm trying to be the bad guy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could think that, but I feel like after seeing the show happen so many times, it is so clear that it's I'm the like, heel. Fuck I'm Brian. A, I'm there being the yeah. asshole. I'm like, come on, dicks, fuck y'all. Yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes it happens just naturally. The crowd will start booing, but right. even if they're not, by by the time I'm just like boo, then yes. they all they're all bored on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love getting booed. It's my yeah. favorite thing. Happy to make your dream. That's your cheering. <laughs> I mean, that's your cheering, man. And you, it's like you've you created 100%. that. Yeah, it's a show of support. So after after all that, then Ninja Brian turns around. And he looks at me, and then it's like, oh shit. Okay, I fuck. I guess it's my turn. And he's just looking at me. He's right in there, kind of yeah. stalking around me, and same kind of thing. He just gets like right up in my, real close to my face. And just really trying not to laugh, which is really hard. <laughs> that was my favorite, is watching you quiver. Yeah, I'm you like, know, I'm like I'm straight right up. There. Like, sometimes I would play into it a tiny bit. For the most part, though, I'm like <laughs> trying to actually focus and not laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I start playing. And my, my thing is like kind of similar to the original song that we were talking about earlier for Soundfall. It's got very percussion. I wanted to show off like... This is the kind of percussion it's stuff I can cool. do. Yeah. It's very like rocking, very rhythmic and like totally different side of the spectrum from Sam's things. And I think that makes it cool too. And I remember it had like some kind of diminished walk up or like prelude. Oh, yeah. 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 I had like some cool chords I threw in like near the end too. Yeah. And then you would play and what would happen? Steve? Yeah. And then like I would start doing the percussion part. And then like as soon as it starts getting into the main bit, Brian would just like grab my head and just start 
playing with my freaking just hair. caressing just like your skull. Ca- caressing my skull and shit. That was my favorite part of the whole show. It's and just, just getting booted off and then watching that happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I never got to see Just watching like my boy me. get rubbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rubbed. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I never thought about that. Get one yeah. of my, my famous head rubs. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And like... The first time you did it, I just had no idea it was coming. I was just like, oh, shit, okay, this is happening now. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And then from that point on, it was just like, it was like, okay, yeah, that's that's cool if you want to do that. With consent, right? as, as yep. I do point out. Do you remember, Steve, the, the one thing you told me, you were like, don't do that. Do you remember what this was? Yes. I, I don't remember which show it was. I think it was the first variety show. Oh, was it a variety show? Maybe we're talking about different things. The, the one I'm thinking of is like, you pulled me up out of my seat for some reason. And then the crowd started, I, I think, chanting like, kiss, kiss, kiss. And you were like positioning me like you were getting ready to kiss me. And I was already in the mindset where like, if that happens, I'm cool with it. It's not the end of the world. But like in the future, it'll be a thing I don't want to do. Right. And we didn't do it. For that and we, 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 we didn't do it. I closed my eyes and I was like, I'm just whatever, whatever yeah. happens. And then you gave me a hug and I was like, yes. oh, hug. Hug is great. Love hugs. Explicitly, because I would never do that without checking ahead of time. Yeah. Like that, that is the kind of thing that very plausibly you would not have been OK with. And that is the last thing I want. And so if they ever got a kiss chant going, I think that was the first and only time. First of all, I didn't want to encourage that particular thing, but also I would never put you in a position where I'm going to force you to kiss me on stage when I haven't checked. I right. have to like, come on. That's something you have to check with people first. Oh, for sure. It's, it's being a bad co-performer, right? If you're not checking with someone about that. So I would never have done that without explicitly asking you. Uh, now, this is something, and I think maybe the reason people did it is when I was on stage with Phobos, we would do oh, this, yeah. but we're also both wearing giant masks. You know, right. he's got this huge fucking thing on his head. It's a totally different story. Yeah. Um, I actually forgot about that. The thing I was talking about was during a variety show when I played the sax between you guys. And afterwards, oh, yeah. you were like, don't spit on me. And yes. I think there was, and, and I said, <laughs> yeah, and I said, okay, I'll be careful about that. But also, that was definitely sweat because uh, that was like yeah. the sweatiest show we had done up to that point. I was like dripping sweat. And I think what happened, and by the way, this is totally, you know, a fine thing for you to say. And I was not the least put out by it. It was like, Hey, don't spit on me. Yeah. Understandable. I don't yeah, want yeah. to spit on you. So that's the one I was <laughs> Don't sweat of. on me either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also a valid thing. It's like, Hey, you know, if you're dripping sweat, like don't get up on me. <laughs> yeah. You're Steve. like, no, Steve, Steve, I that's mean, sweat. <laughs> that's sweat, Steve. You have, you have to take it. Come on. I mean, a rock show or, Whatever kind of genre you'd call our show, it's like it's it's we're still rocking. It's a rock show. So we're gonna get wet. You're gonna you're gonna be sweaty. Look, if you're gonna come to see Ninja Sex Party and Super Guitar Bros, you're gonna get wet. Yeah, yeah. that's a given. It's a given. I think I talked to you guys about that. In fact, I know I talked to you guys about this. Is one thing that you don't get in music training that you do get in comedy training is checking boundaries on stage. Mm. You Mm. check with people. You got to do it. It's important. And if you don't do it, you're not being a gracious performer. So I wanted to make sure you guys know, because what we do at that show, you know, it is very much a music show, but it's also a comedy show. And you guys are kind of being forced into this like comedy show without the comedy training. Although I will say both of you guys are really fucking funny. And that's a big part of the reason we wanted you guys to be a part of this tour is not oh, just yeah. because we love working with you musically, but because you're both you know funny as hell. 
and we knew you guys could handle it, but it's also not the type of performing you typically do. Although I do want to say some of the funniest shit that happened at that show had nothing to do with me and Dan, but was the offhand comments that you guys would make during your opening set. Like oh, yeah. sometimes oh, thank you. you guys would drop these bombs where I would be like, and I, I, I'm hard pressed to remember any specific ones because they were always so of the moment. But I'd just be like, that's the funniest fucking thing I ever heard. Like, and it was just <laughs> like coming out, you know, just no planning, just stream of consciousness. That, yeah. that, I mean, especially coming from you, I mean, that really, really means a lot. And I feel like that started to become more of a uh, kind of a thing in our shows. And that's kind of just evolved naturally over time. Yeah. I do want to say when you said like, oh, we wanted to, you know, get the bros because we feel like, you know, they could handle it. And I feel like this tour, I feel like it came at a really nice time just Mm -hmm. as far as like, I can't speak for you, but like just for, for my comfort level on stage and for my kind of like. I don't know, that development, mm-hmm. I actually feel like, man, if it, if it had been like a couple of years ago, I might've been a little too scary, yeah, honestly. Like a little, yeah. little too nervous. Yeah, man. I mean, it was for, for us, for what we're used to. I mean, that was by far, every one of those shows was like, felt like bigger and more important than almost any of the, the shows we had done How, at any I'm point up to, big crowds, up to yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that this was just one song we did, but how how did it feel doing the Chicago show with them? Like that, like the ten year, the tenth anniversary the, show, the tenth anniversary. Oh show. yeah, because that was like seven thousand people, something like that. Closer to eight, it was like seventy five, seventy six hundred. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely more scary. I was definitely pretty nervous f- for that. When we got out there, though, you just kind of perceive a big, huge crowd. Yes, and beyond that, it doesn't feel that different. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Is yeah. that like there's sort of a point where you can't really comprehend the number anymore? I mean, probably yeah. once once you're getting to like ten thousand and twenty thousand and shit, and anything beyond that, then you, I'm sure you're like hearing it and feeling it more. But the levels that we're at, you know, five hundred, a thousand, it's kind of like it's just sort of a big room at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a different feeling if you're in like a, a stadium stadium, like, you know, a 20,000 or whatever person thing that probably feels different. I wouldn't know, but look, that was a stadium for sure, but it did not feel that different to me than the, you know, 4,000 person rooms we had played in the past. I think once you get above, like you said, Steve, once you get above like a thousand, it sort of feels the same. It's just a big crowd. I am very curious and God knows if we'll ever get to this point, probably not. But if we did play like a huge show or something, what that would feel like, obviously we'd all be on in ears. So probably on stage, it would feel pretty much the same, but like, what are the logistics of being in a giant, like a Taylor Swift show where like, there's a giant walkway and you know, there's everything going on. That's like, yeah, I went to see the Elton John show at Dodger Stadium here a few months back. Actually, right after the last day of tour, I don't know if you guys remember this, I flew out of Denver at like 6 a.m. so I could get back in time for Audrey's piano recital and then immediately go to the Elton John show. So we finished our Boulder show, got back to that hotel like 2 a.m. and I woke up like three hours later. But that like that Dodger Stadium show, which obviously Elton John's been doing stadium shows for 40 years or whatever, probably longer even at this point. Like, how do you do that? I, I really don't get it as a performer. How do you perform to an audience of 100,000 people? 
it's it's crazy. Yeah. And some of, sometimes I look at like if I'm watching a video or something of a festival, some of those stages. I'm like, what do you do with all that stage room? Like, there's yes. just so much space up there. That's right. Which we we had too. Like some of those rooms we did on our tour. You know, it's like these giant performing art centers. The one in Chicago on this tour was that was a big room, right? They do operas and stuff there. Yep. Mm. And it's like, well, we have five people on stage, you know, yeah, dude. And, and, you know, we had a, a great setup with the lights and everything and it looked really good. But it's like, that's a lot more space than we than we really need. I kind of feel like and I don't know because I've never played a massive, massive show like that. But like. It feels to me like once it doesn't feel like individuals in the crowd anymore, right? perceiving it as this big kind of unit, I feel like regardless of if it's 10,000, 20,000, I feel like it can't feel that different. I think that's right. It was interesting with our tour because we did the variety shows too, where these were right. like, you know, we would do a big, huge show with thousand people. And then the next night it would be a, a tiny room. I think the biggest room we did there was like 200 people. Something yeah, like that. exactly. And there's something about those to me. They don't feel any less nerve wracking. Uh, More so me. to me, actually. Sometimes, so. right? I feel like there's something about the comedy aspect of things because your stuff is so it's so comedy focused. Yeah. And it feels to me like the difference between doing a musical performance and a comedy performance is there's just so much more feedback and interaction you're getting from the audience. That's right. And with music you're less worried about individual things landing than you are with comedy, right? I don't think we've ever really done an NSP show and thought that song didn't hit. You know, maybe like the responses are a little different here and there. You can tell when people really love something, but overall it's like this song was fun. Okay, moving on. You're not worried about like, did this song completely fall flat? Yeah. Which definitely can happen, by the way, of course, musically. We pick songs that we think are going to work well in that environment. But with the comedy stuff, it's like, and by the way, this is mine and many comedians' favorite things, when a joke just dies and there's no reaction to it. It's like you didn't even tell a joke. It's just like there were words fell out of your mouth into a space and nobody said anything. No one laughed. No one did anything. Those awkward silences are my favorite thing. How? Yeah, I don't even. How is that possible? As like, a human, to I don't even know way. how I would live after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for, for one thing, it is a it's interesting to know what works and what doesn't, especially and any comedian will tell you this is the case. Something that kills one night can just die the next. And it's just Weird. something about that crowd and the room and the vibe and what happened earlier and time of day. There's a million different things that can go into whether a thing works or not. And it's very interesting to hear whether things work or not. The other thing is it's opportunity for more jokes. When something really dies, that's funny. That is so funny. And when you can turn that into, you know, part of the the characters that I do, you know, like those characters don't care if what they say is funny or not. They're not trying to be funny most of the time. And when something really doesn't work, at least in those characters like Trey Magnifique or Ninja Brian, it's almost like a challenge, an extra challenge to the audience. Like, really? You're going to you're going to keep laughing at this? And I I love that. I love that Dude, moment. I got to say like the Trey Magnifique stuff, mm. I was probably more impressed by that than anything else. Oh, dude, on, thank you. On the tour just as a whole. Like cuz so much of the stuff that you're doing, you're generating on the fly. Um so much of the stuff yeah. you're saying and 
yeah, just really impressive how effectively you could hold the audience with with that energy. Oh, and, dude, thank you. And berate them. And like, <laughs> dude, it was just- Berate it is was, maybe a little strong, but No, yes. no, no, yeah, berate, yeah, yeah. berate. But like, it was really, really fun to watch. Thanks. That was nerve wracking too. The reason I wanted to do that in those little variety shows is to find that character on stage. Because we did whatever, 15 or something of those those smaller shows. Maybe it was like 12 or 13. And I went out with the explicit like mission of just get on stage and do this and see what happens. And, you know, not through overthinking it, but like as we went on, I found stuff that worked and, and didn't. And then really, instead of just guy in sunglasses and a suit with a saxophone, it was like, oh, this is who this guy is. Yes, I kind of get it. And so I really wanted to, to not plan things and just see what kind of felt right. It's, it's like fun, you know, having been on tour with you and seeing the way that everybody jokes around. And the characters, Ninja Brian and Trey, are like totally feel like a just an exaggeration of something that you just enjoy doing kind of like yes. all the time. Like bothering you're, people. You're, yes. you're not a dick like at all. Like you've I've had Aww, so many moments you. with you <laughs> where it's <laughs> I've had so many moments with you where like. I always feel like you're either being the nicest dude of all time and if you make me feel so good and warm, or you're just like, you're just like a fucking, it's being a dick just aggressively in the most effective way. And mm -hmm. you like that. Just like totally you cold like doing, and blunt. Yeah, just so cold and blunt. And sometimes even when we were just like hanging out, like I thought, man, I could hang with this guy. He's, you know, I can, I'm, well, I can be well, funny and stuff. I could hang but with like, you too, Sam. Man, you just always... You've always got well, something. And what I recognize with that is that I walk this constant line of loving to do that stuff. And then if I ever actually said anything that made anyone feel even the least bit bad, I would be totally mortified and beating myself up about it for years, if not decades. That's good. That feels like a dangerous line to write, oh, though. Steve, welcome to my fucking life, which <laughs> is the desire, the constant desire to be as annoying as possible, but never wanting to actually bother anyone. This is where I live. And it's hard being me. When you mentioned us, like you liking our jokes and stuff during our set, mm -hmm. like there's almost this weird thing where like, I'm so used to crushing on the guitar. Mm -hmm. Feeling like I played really well is like, awesome mm -hmm. but like when you tell a joke and people laugh at it and it's, it's like, like that's it's new this now involuntary response from mm -hmm. the audience it can't be faked you can see a bad musical performance and get ah, you know give them a clap or whatever yeah. but to have somebody like genuinely laugh like it actually does feel better than playing music yeah. well i kind of agree with that yeah i can totally agree with that because that's just like it's like whoa i didn't know i could do that <laughs> yeah. it's like yes. i didn't know I was good at that. What I like about both of your guys' comedy stuff is that it just feels like stuff you would say that is funny and not like planned jokes. And totally. that's the best. Like, yeah. it's just like, they're just funny. They're just saying like weird shit. Sam, something especially about your delivery. Like, I feel like with you, Sam, words sometimes just fall out of your mouth and you construct these things which are very, very funny, but you definitely don't mean them to be sometimes. And it's great. Yeah. That is a, a real strength. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's like leaning into the awkwardness of it and just yes. allowing the mouth to be open. Yep. But, you know, it's some nights, and just like you said, like some nights, like... My favorite man, the, fun song. The energy, what? 
Some nights by Some fun. Nights. Is that a? I have no idea. Some night do da do da 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 These nights are fun, but only some of them. Only some of the nights. Yeah, there we go. Look at this. We're making music, guys. Not all the nights. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, I love that shit. Is that a real song? That is a real song. Yeah, that's a real song. It's the most fun band name ever. The band name is the word fun in lowercase with a period after it. What's more fucking fun than that? Whoa. I was about to Google it, but... <laughs> Google it. I'll Google, I'll Google it. it. Do not believe me. Wait, do you think... Okay. Google it. Quick poll. I thought you were about... To, you know what I thought you were Quick about poll. to do? What? Turn, to, to, this would have been amazing. Turn over to your keyboard. Uh-huh. Right? Then start typing <laughs> on it. That would be the fucking yeah. ultimate shit. Google yeah, search. You, fucking, yeah. you got them all mapped to letters. That's right. I queried this now. <laughs> Wait, do you think I'm making up this song or not? I don't think you are because Steve. we played a game like this. On I, tour, I, I was just going to say, yeah, this yes, feels we like we've talked about yeah. fake. Show. <laughs> I don't, I don't think you would have had such an elaborate thing that you just made up out of nowhere. I think it's a real song. Okay. I'm, I'm saying real. I don't know. I feel like he's totally capable of that. It felt like genuine. Like, yeah, it did. But I feel like he's capable of that. Now, can you read this? There we oh. go. Some oh minutes. yeah. There we go. There it is. See, dude, what was the game? What was the game was we were playing? Drake or fake? Drake or fake? Drake or yeah. Oh, I've talked about this on the show many times. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In fact, I believe the last time I talked about it on the show, Leighton was like, we already discussed that. So <laughs> it was a slight moratorium on Drake or fake on this show. But yeah, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, though, I feel like a lot of it comes back to earlier when we were talking about whether we like shows where you're kind of more just adapting and improvising things rather than having like a tight scripted thing. Mm -hmm. And I pretty much always lean towards, I like shows where people are just improvising and and just go going with the flow of it. Cause I feel like most of the time, if you're at a show where something's scripted, unless they're like really, really good with it, it's just going to feel just stiff. I tend to agree with that. And actually, you know where I noticed this the most, I don't know if you guys know this podcasts, I think it's very hard to do a scripted podcast and have it feel like good. There are a lot of scripted podcasts out there that I love and you know, like these heavily researched things, which are really cool, but they always feel a little stilted to me. Yeah. You know, it's like someone is reading something back in 1893 when the U S was, and it, it's, it's the cadence is different as someone reading a scripted thing. And it's not necessarily a good or bad thing. It just comes down to personal preference. But those scripted things always feel very stilted. Now, of course, the challenge of being a good actor, right, is learning how to say lines and not have them feel stilted, which is, by the way, something I don't think I'm very good at. You know, Rachel is like an amazing actor. You give me a script. I've never really had to do this. Give me a script. I I do not feel like I can say scripted things naturally. So part of this, one of the reasons I like it doing the improv kind of stuff. I just feel like I'm better at it than learning lines and having to do it, you know, a thing I memorized. Yeah. But it's also just preference. You know, some people love scripted comedy. Some people don't. Yeah. It's kind of like one less thing to worry about. It's like, I don't have to worry about scripts. I don't have to worry about memorizing anything. I just trust myself that I will know what to do in the moment. That's right. And actually one, one thing I find interesting too, I wonder if you guys find this on guitar is I kind of operate the same way when I'm playing piano, like your fingers sort of know what's going to work right when you're playing. And so they're not always right. Sometimes you go to a thing that's weird. Yeah. But a lot of times when I'm playing, if I'm playing piano, I'm not even necessarily thinking of the next thing I'm going to play. It's just like that shape feels right to go there. 
And I think there's a lot of utility and fun in getting your 10,000 hours or whatever in and then just letting, you know, this automatic thing kind of take over, letting the instincts happen that you've built up for so long. And you can get some really, really sweet, interesting stuff, especially when you hit something, you're like, whoa, what? Oh, I didn't expect that. That sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Are you speaking from more like a improvisational lens? You mean that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you're writing something or if you're doing a solo, what you do is, I think, very different from what I typically do on piano. Your guys' stuff is like meticulously arranged. Yes. Musically, our stuff is very scripted. And then it's just the talking in between that's not. That's right. And so for me, musically... There are a few parts in NSP songs that are always the same, but generally speaking, you know, I learn the chords and then kind of what to do around it. And I'm not really playing the same thing exactly the same way twice. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. With a few exceptions of like end of unicorn wizard or things like like there's some parts that have to be the way they are. Yeah. Like I, I can kind of hear that there's certain points where it's like. It's like, okay, this is sort of like a more noodly spot. You know, Brian can kind of play around, you know, and then like, okay, this is like a motif. This is a specific. That's right. But generally the way I'm learning songs to play is I'm just learning the core. I know what the chords are and I'll mess around with that from show to show. It's more of like a jazz kind of mindset, if you will, than a classical mindset. I think you guys are coming in very classically minded and I'm coming in very jazz minded. Dude, I mean, that's totally different. I didn't know that about the shows, at least as far as like the tour went, that like you were playing the same notes pretty much every time. Typically not. Yeah. So it's like basically you'll have like, I know I'm hitting this chord. I know I'm hitting this chord, but the way that I might arpeggiate through it. Passing chords or notes or whatever. Totally, totally different. I'm just thinking of I'm on this chord. What am I going to do to get to the next one? You know, and a lot of times I'll find an arrangement that I like. So it's very similar. It's not like wildly different every night. But with actually relatively few exceptions, I'm not thinking, okay, this is the inversion I want to use here, and this is how I'm going to get down there. It's just learning the chords and then going around it. Dude, I feel like that's a distinct difference between like a lot of musicians. Is like mm-hmm. my whole experience of music has just been like a learn the exact notes, arrange the exact notes, and then like painstakingly work through those and get those in my fingers. And it's, you know, it's just physical for me. It's just physical, like the the movements of the fingers and all that stuff. Um, And that's, it's mostly for you too, Steve, right? Like our arrangements are- Yeah, like the only, the only things I could think of for myself, I see you do this a tiny, tiny bit, but like for myself, sometimes- if I get into the, that sort of space, like you were talking about, Brian, where like the muscle memory is taking over and doing its thing and I can kind of take a step back and now I'm sort of like on an upper level where I can like focus on other things. Mm-hmm. When I get into that kind of mode, I can get really into like the feeling of how I'm playing things. Mm-hmm. And that's when I end up like accidentally doing really cool stuff. Like we're yep. about to go into this quiet section, but like, man, I really brought it down in like a really nice way that makes Mm -hmm. you feel like, ooh, Mm -hmm. damn. Yeah, so it's like we might be playing with things like tempo or dynamics and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, Brian, you actually might be playing with different notes. Like the note am might actually be something that you're altering there. Now the chords won't be, right? But the notes will be, yeah. Exactly, I'm gonna play a totally different chord, but yeah. Yeah. And like, even with mine, it's like the the notes, the chords, like they're all going to be the same script. Yeah. 
but I might just flex with it a tiny, tiny bit. It's interesting to me too, to see the way that people prepare and what they're doing before shows and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Cause I'm like, so, I mean, you saw me like probably a million times. Like I am practicing like practicing crazy. I'm like obsessing. Crazy. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm like running stuff like over and over again. You guys practiced a lot. And that's not a bad thing, by the way, it was just, you, you were practicing all the time. No, it's a good thing actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Objectively. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. But like a lot of that has to do with, there's the fear there that I'm going to screw something up or yep. my hands aren't going to be at the desired like temperature, or, like feeling or whatever. So I'm always like, I've got like rituals I got to do. But then like you, like, I feel like you're so much more like you were going to do the show. It's going to be cool. It's going to be chill. There's just less of that like paranoia about it. And then there's, it, there's yep. different amounts of that depending on who it is like mm -hmm. Steve versus Jim versus right. Dan. Yeah. I'll run through things, you know, and sound check and stuff and make sure I've got them. But the nice thing about a ninja sex party show, as opposed to like, I don't know, a classical concert or something, is it genuinely doesn't matter if we fuck up. Like, in fact, it kind of makes the show better. And so I'm not super worried about fucking up a part. Like, I don't want to sound bad and look like I can't play the piano. That would be a bummer. But you can turn any fuck up into a joke and make it seem intentional. I, I think I told you guys once. One of my favorite things that ever happened in an NSP show is we were doing the dinosaur laser fight ballad. And just in the middle of it, Dan went, Brian fucked up. Right, we're, uh, you know, performed to like 5,000 people or whatever. Brian fucked up. I definitely remember something like that happening. And then like a chant started. Yeah. And I can't remember when, when it was. This happened on a, on a previous tour and then something like it happened on this last tour too. But the thing was, I hadn't fucked up. Oh. And Danny was just doing it to mess with me, which is actually something he doesn't do <laughs> that often. Usually I'm he the does. one messing that, with that him. That is not right? a Danny thing. He, he yeah. does not and do that very much. Yeah. I got a little in my head about it for a second. <laughs> really? I was like, did, did I fuck up? And then when I realized Whoa. I hadn't, I was like, oh, that's the funniest shit ever. That is like a long game. That's some long game shit. It's a long con. That's absolutely right. And it makes the show like it's just fun. And so the flip side of that, of course, is when I genuinely do fuck up, which happens all the time. You can either not acknowledge it or just turn it into a, a thing. Or you have the thing after the show. I remember one time we were doing Hey Jude at the end and I hit I, some clunker, you know, right near the, the end. And afterwards, like, oh, I really fucked that up. And Jim was like, yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> and you just commiserate with each other. Everyone fucks shit up. It just happens, you know? Dude, well, it, I, it I mean, it does. And, and I know exactly the spot you're talking about because I remember when I heard that it gave me like such a wave of reassurance. That yeah. It's like, okay, nothing matters. Brian just did that. I can fucking, I could do it too. Yeah. It's not like, you know, you hit a couple wrong notes and it's like suddenly everyone on stage is like, well, that guy sucks. You know, it's like, no, we're human beings. We, yeah. we mess up occasionally and that's fine. One thing actually musically, someone said, I was in this jam band about, I don't know, 20 or something years ago. And one of the guys in the band said, dude, you're a really good player, but you need to feel it more. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I really took this almost more than any feedback anyone has ever given me musically. It's like, yeah, I do need to feel it more. And since then, I have tried not to over prepare. My tendency is to over prepare. And I very actively to make sure that I'm in the moment, especially with NSP, which is, you know, with a comedy thing. I try to feel it and vibe it out more 
which is against my natural tendencies. Mm-hmm. So I really took that to heart because I was like, okay, it's more helpful, at least it was to me, than any specific like, okay, here's how you play this, you know, like put the hold the sax, like whatever. It was just like, dude, put more of you into your playing. That was 20 years ago. And every time I play, I still think like, okay, is the vibe right? You know, more than the actual notes. I feel like I could use some more of that, honestly. I I didn't really think about that, but I totally agree now because I was I was just thinking about we were talking about like a few minutes ago about like being scripted and like playing the notes like exactly the way every time. And now that I think about it, like if it was a choice between Sam playing the notes the exact same way every time and playing them slightly differently at different shows, depending on how he's feeling at that time, I'd rather have that. Cause then it's like, you're going to get new things possibly. Yeah. Like, and something new and cool can come out of that. It's not that one is better or worse, right? It's just a, a choice in the, the style. And I think for what you guys do, the arranged thing works so, cause your arrangements are so fucking good, right? Like the arrangements are so great. I'd be very curious to hear if it still had the same power, if you were messing around with structure and notes as much. You do it a tiny bit. Well, you do it a tiny bit. (laughs) You know, I I actually don't think I can. Like there was times when we did the variety shows and there was like one time where I had to like improvise a little solo. Uh And that was like, I never do that. So I I feel like kind of ill-equipped for stuff like that. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, and it's like just a skill that I feel like I've never trained. When I'm holding the guitar and you, if you went like, what, hey, what note is that one right there? Yeah. In the, you know, on the eighth fret, you know, third mm-hmm. string. I don't know. Like, That's I don't know. That's a trick question. There is no eighth and, fret. But yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I think we should move on to our segment portion of the show. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, go, bro. Oh yeah. This is something I'm going to ask our guests to do from now on. Can you say, let's fucking go like a 22 year old would say it? Let's fucking go, dude. Uh, I was going to do that. Sorry. Let's fucking go. (laughs) You know what? Those are the two ways to say it. That's everything right there. Let's fucking go. Let's Let's fucking go, go, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, let's fucking go, dude. Y'all, dude, let's fucking go. I say dude at the end of mine. How do you do it, Brian? How do you do it? When I say I'm very direct, I say let's fucking go. (laughs) I'm sorry, man, but you ain't got got the pizzazz, dude. I don't don't know why I'm I'm too old. You gotta gotta, gotta feel it more. Yeah, I gotta feel it more. Thank you, Steve. I do have to feel it more. There's one fucking thing that keeps coming up on my Instagram like and something I have not subscribed to. It's like two dudes who do like crazy trick shots. Clearly, they're doing like a billion takes of trying to like. It's like bounce a ping pong ball. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly oh, what you're yeah. talking about. Every time they nail it, they have these like heightened reactions and start screaming, "Let's fucking go!" <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I've seen yeah. that shit. It's impressive they do it at all, but it's like like they take a solo cop and they like make it do a flip and it bounces off another cop and lands exactly in the other one. I saw that like the other day. And, I think and, the, like doesn't it use one of our songs too? Oh really? The one I'm thinking. Is there of, one? Is there I think one? it uses the Me Channel song. Oh, that's fun. We had a lot yeah, of great yeah. success on TikTok with Me Channel. By the way, Audrey has learned the Song of Storms. Oh, let's yeah, fucking go. Let's fucking yeah, go. right. Let's that's like her go. piece she's learning right now. Hell which, yeah. When she was first learning it, I couldn't hear it without thinking of you guys. Aww. You know, because she's do 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 do. Dude, that's and so cool. I believe, I believe 
that was the last thing in your set on this last tour. So for a while, when she started playing it, I'd be like, wait, do I have to go on? Is it, this is almost time to go <laughs> oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. That's true. Yeah, we all have our little cues of like, oh, they're playing that song. We got to get yep. ready. There are twerp songs I can't hear right now without thinking like, all right, time, time to go. Yep. Let's suit up. Yep. But our first segment in the show, this is our pop culture recommendation segment. It's where you get to talk about something you've been enjoying recently. It could be a book, a movie, a video game, whatever it is. Now we say pop culture. It could be high culture indeed, if you have something that's more intellectually minded. The segment is called What's Poppin'? And the theme song, which I play for our guests every week, everyone can hear this, is it goes right here. I'm going to play it for you. What's Poppin'? What's Poppin'? So that's the theme song to What's Poppin'. What do you guys think about that? Oh, yeah. Song? Dude, I thought that got crazy at the end, that chromatic downwards yeah. movement. Yeah. yeah, that's sick. You wrote you wrote that? <laughs> I wrote that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's fucking let's go. Fucking let's go. fucking go, let's fucking go indeed. I'd, let's fucking go. I definitely heard that that signature, Brian, like, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? That was sick. That was sick. I like that. It's like a chip tune. It is a little bit chip. That's right. Yes, it is a little bit chip tune. Now, let me ask. Would one of you guys like to go first with a with a poppin, or would you like me to start? I can go just because mine's right. mine's pretty obvious. Mm. I feel like I've been playing the new Zelda since it came out, uh-huh. and I freaking love it. And I like I just beat it recently too. Oh, look at you! Very good. Yeah, everybody should be playing it, but that's my recommendation. Only if if you haven't played Breath of the Wild yet, I would say play Breath of the Wild first. Otherwise, you'll jump into Tears of the Kingdom and you'll have no idea what's happening. That's great. It'll be like no no sense at all. But I freaking loved it. A really good way to annoy your kid is by calling it Tears of the Kingdom. Tears. And being like, hey, Audrey, are you playing Tears of the Kingdom? Like, how's that game Tears of the Kingdom going? Are you, have you torn anything yet? How are the tears? You've been doing that? You've been doing that? Oh, I've been doing that. <laughs> let's try to Oh, dude, let's fucking go. No. But she's loving it. <laughs> she loves everything I do. <laughs> Such is life in my household. You're always happy with me. Uh, <laughs> Sam, what's popping? Oh, bro, what's popping? Um, I started playing some more uh, Mario Kart recently. Okay. And I got my girlfriend into Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8, like the newest one? Yeah, like the newest one, which is like a huge win for me. And I know we're going to be playing that. So yeah. I'm grinding out. You know, I've been grinding in there. It's nice. Mario Kart 8, man, it's classic. Do you feel like you're getting better at Mario Kart? Because I feel like... There are people who are definitely better at it than I am, as most people. I don't know how to get better at it. I feel like I have just been at the same level at Mario Kart for years. I don't know why. I think I do know why, but I feel like I'm pretty good at it. And mm -hmm. I feel like I've always been pretty good at like racing games. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned a new technique in it. Tokyo drifting. Yeah, dude. You yeah, know, right. let's fucking go. <laughs> 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 All right. What about you? Look at you. See, this is professionalism, throwing it back on, on me. What's popping for me this week? It's a very specific song. So the song is Unicorn by Bob James. Jazz slash smooth jazz slash big band pioneer Bob James. It's from his album, not Sign O The Times, which is a Prince album, but Sign Of The Times, which is a Bob James album from 1981. And this track, Unicorn, it's got a great sax line. It's got some amazing, like very precise drumming on it and like a bunch of very, very cool synths. It's very major, major key. It's just kind of light and airy, but really, really hits. 
I've been obsessed with it. I just, I was reading, I, I don't know what song it is, but it was sampled by De La Soul. Bob James has been sampled by hip hop people for, you know, forever. The Maybe the most famous one being in, I think it's Peter Piper, the Run DMC song. There's like this little kind of percussion thing that gets uh, sampled. You would definitely recognize this, uh, this sample. It's iconic. But this song, Unicorn, from this album is just, oh, I've listened to it like 20 times. It's a nine or 10 minute song, too. But for the last couple of days, I'm obsessed with it. It's really great. Is it this one with the question mark? Yes, that's the album. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. The title track is um, maybe of questionable taste. It's very much an artifact of its time. It has some interesting choices made in it. it it's not problematic. It's just weird. I like problems. I like problems. Yeah, but that. you should listen to that too because it's also kind of, it's like, whoa, what went into this? We'll fucking go. We'll fucking go. <laughs> let's all fucking go. You know what I we realized will, about will. let's go is Tell that me. usually you're talking about something that already happened. So yes, it should no, be. That's right. It should be, that's right. It should be. Let's fucking have gone. Let's fucking went. Let's fucking went. Yeah. Let's yeah, fucking went. Episode title right there. What if the go is like, let's get hyped. Let's celebrate. Oh, like this is us going. Like we're going right now. Yeah, it's like, like, let's it's be like, excited. Man, let's let's fucking let's go, go, bro. Oh yeah, man. I- Here, actually, you know what I was wondering about? And I'm sure there's a million pieces of documentation on this. Can you describe to me the origin of the phrase no cap? Oh, dude, oh, the, the origin, I have no idea. What's the origin? No cap. What's the cap in no cap? That's lying. If you're capping, you're lying. No cap what. means so like no, no cap real. means like it's I'm the being for real. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. lies. But what right. is cap from? Is it like a baseball cap? Is it I think it stands for capsaicin, like in a hot pepper. Oh, shit. Like <laughs> no, no, no heat. No heat. That's right. There's here. no heat on this. That's right. Yeah. It's like zero <laughs> Scovilles. Yeah. Yes. I always thought like it had something to do with caps lock. <laughs> oh. Like, like no, no caps around here. Like That's how Gen Z texts, right? No caps. So it's like we don't even need to shout this shit. Well, maybe it's like no Capricorn. Like, don't be a Capricorn. Like, okay. those guys We're, lie or something. I'm going to look you know? this up right now. Just a moment. No Cap origin. I'm not too proud to Google. <laughs> oh, it's from a song. It's from a little baby song. I didn't realize this. Oh, like a lullaby? Really? How did she? I don't know. I love slang articles clearly written by old people. For example, if, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if your friend tells you they just got a promotion at work, you might say, bussin' no cap, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> In this oh, case, you're priceless. emphasizing how impressed you are by your friend's success. Similarly, if someone tells you that they just bought a new car, say, bussin' no cap, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these, wow. like, you just can't. You can't integrate them without sounding old. I'm never going to say no cap. Are you kidding me? I'm 48 years old. I'm not going to say no cap. You know, bet. You know, ever heard anyone say bet? Yes. Yes, I have. I can't say that either. I'm sounding old saying it. There have been a couple of times where like, I want to say it. Like, like I feel like. Oh, then you should say say. it, Steve. You should definitely say it. Yeah. Bet. 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 Well, we need, we need to talk about something actually. And maybe this is a peach thing. I don't know. That you showed us right before we started recording. It had a visual element. Oh, yeah. that Yep, that's, one of, that's one of my, my beaches for sure. Okay, great. So now our next segment is one part petty grousing and three parts gratitude exercise. It's called peaches and lemons. So we're each going to do one lemon. We'll each do a lemon, which is kind of a, a, a thing we're mildly bummed about. And then we're going to do three peaches, which are three happy things. I think I was just about to play the theme song for peaches and lemons, which... 
Actually, I don't have here, but I do have a different theme song I wrote for a totally different segment, which I'm going to play for you. Cancel me, daddy. <laughs> what do you say? Cancel me, daddy. Cancel me, daddy. That's that's the theme song for. You, our, you, uh, you missed the end of it. Here, I'll play it again. Oh, play, play it again. Play it again. I'm sorry. Cancel me, daddy. <laughs> that's the theme song for our segment, Cancel Me, Daddy, where we give our hottest takes. <laughs> Ooh, awesome. we can do hot takes right now? Yes. Okay. Hot takes. Hit me. Let's do it. Let's, let's do Give me one hot take, Sam. The whole, you know, the whole fucking, the, the submarine deal. Oh, yeah. shit. I just have to think everyone's a fucking idiot. Not the guys that got... You know, like the CEO. I was just reading on like TikTok and stuff, and the mm-hmm. sentiment of like "fuck these guys" because they're rich was oh, like, oh yeah, right. no, no, disgusting. Like, no, that's to me. that's gross, dude. And it was like, dude, it was so many people. I was reading comments, literally, like all of them. I'm like, what is like, wrong with you people? People I died. Mean, Calm yeah, down. It's so fucked up. My disgust with the CEO is the, his attitude about like the safety regulations and like. Yeah. Oh, you know, forget all this. You know, where do I sign? You know, yes. This this all just gets in the way of innovation. Like all of that is like is why I feel like fuck you, CEO. Sure. But I would still never wish that kind of fate on no. anybody. Anybody that yeah, I hate. Man. Like anyone who's shit. looking looking at that and being like they deserved it. Fuck you. Like yeah, come on, people died. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And look, you may disagree with them on various things. And certainly that dude put everybody's lives at risk, but that's not an excuse for being like, ha, yeah, suck it. You know, yeah, people yeah, yeah. died. I'm very uncool to like make fun of them. I totally agree with you. Especially too, like when I was first seeing those kind of messages too, was before they had confirmed that like the sub had just imploded. Mm-hmm. And there was still those like couple of days or so where it's like they could still be down there and they're just like, suffocating to death or whatever oh, is terrifying and like yeah. basically just just imagining like all the terrible things that would be happening in that <sighs> tiny little space yeah just like and like we're all just and we all watched it and we're all interested in it like everyone's you know i don't want to say guilty but it's like it's like reality tv yeah people were making a spectacle of it yeah i totally but agree. it is but i mean there's so many elements to it that made it be the spectacle that it was it's like there's a yeah. there's like a fucking timer no i know yeah all right so Anyways. sam that's that's what's popping for you <laughs> what's popping what's popping Good that's to know. That was that's pop, pop culture, submarines, and people dying. <laughs> yes, that's right. All right. Well, I don't think that's a particularly cancelable take, but I do appreciate it because I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I, th- I think we I all feel that. Fucking dude. Uh, it's like, I mean, <laughs> cancel me, daddy. And that was, thank you for singing along, Steve. Uh, <laughs> that was everybody cancel me, daddy. Now we're going to move on to peaches and lemons. Uh, again, one part petty grousing, three parts gratitude, exercise. We're going to do lemons first. Uh, who's got a lemon for me? I got a lemon. I got a lemon. Go for it. All right. I have an electric car. Okay. Yeah. And my sister keeps parking on the driveway mm-hmm. in the one, the spot that I need to be in because the cable needs to reach oh, my car. So uncool. 
And she does not have an electric car. There's no, no. She has, a, she has an ICE, mm-hmm. internal combustion engine. Yep. Oh, we sure. know what it means. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure because maybe some people don't. I'm trying to be. Well, good, I, it's the thing know? I'm cool as. Uh, ICE. Ica? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What is, so. what is Ike? Okay, Brian. But <laughs> uh, like, it's like, it's like, yeah. here, here's the deal. You know, you can park on that side. You can park a little further down the driveway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, she thinks I'm not going to be home, but she doesn't know I'm not going to be home. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know. So like, why park there? And then I can't charge my electric vehicle. So I'm just... Now, I notice you're not saying the, the brand of your electric vehicle. Do you want to tell us what you're driving there? Sam? I feel like I get canceled if I said something. So we all know what it is then. It's an electric Jeep. Yeah. It's a golf, it's a golf cart. <laughs> it's a golf cart. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Those plug yeah. in, right? I think they do. <laughs> no seatbelts, no limits. All right, Steve, what's your lemon? That's a good lemon, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. frustrating. Thank but, you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so my lemon goes back to my pop culture, which is we were talking about the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Tears. T- tears. Tears of the Kingdom. This is a good uh-huh. And my my freaking lemon is the, re- the reason I was so obsessed with finishing the game so quickly is people out there. I know some of you out there listening do this. Oh, he's pointing at the camera if you can't people, see him. Look at this. Y'all are oh, so freaking loose with the spoilers. Oh my god. It is yes. gross. Stop it. Knock it off. Just yeah. let people enjoy the game at their own pace. Just in general, too, with spoilers. In general, too. It's like people will say shit like they don't think they're spoiling something, but it's like, oh, you wait until you see what happens with, you know, yeah. Marty. It's, it's like, well, great. Thing. Now I know that any conflict Marty's in in the next three seasons, he's gonna be fine. Because yeah, yeah, I that's know right. he, it's I, like you just now you're know waiting he's alive. for it. Now you're waiting nope. for like, it. Fucking yep. a, man. Sometimes I'll check like IMDb. I'll be watching a show. And I'll check IMDb. It's like early on in the show, and you see that some actor is only listed as being in the show for like five episodes, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> die. yeah, right, dude. I don't want to yeah. know that shit. Yeah. I, that makes me so angry. I hate that shit. Any something like that? That's tricky. It's like, how do you even avoid that? Don't look everything up on IMDb obsessively in my case. Yeah. yeah. And and in my case, like I had to watch out for, you know, I, I want to go on YouTube and I want to listen to the music. I want to listen to the soundtracks. But like, forget about the comments. I, I already know not to look at the comments, but even just some of the track names can spoil stuff. Yep. Yep. And like, I'll finish listening to one song and then I'll recommend the next one. And I'm just like, oh, God, no, no, I don't want to know that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I had a couple times and like one in particular that happened recently that Sam knows I was ranting about is me and a guy drops some major game spoilers right now. Yes, please. <laughs> to- he like we, we were talking and I was like, and I was like, hey, I haven't beat the game yet. So no spoilers or anything. And he's like, all right, like I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything. Only thing I'm going to say is spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People who can't resist, man. Yeah. It's like, just don't talk about it. And it's like, now there's no way that I can get oh that God. out of my brain. I, yeah. I can't remove that now. Yes, I know. And, and now like I'm playing the rest of the game and I have that on my mind. You know, it's affecting how I see everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm cool. Great lemon. That's my lemon. Yeah. In general with spoilers, people are just like too loose about it. Too loose. Calm down with the spoilers. Yeah. I have a Tesla Model 3. Hell yeah, there it is. There you go. Boom. Cancel me. I don't Cancel care. him. Come after him. Only a Model 3? That's adorable. Anyway, uh, moving on. you. Uh, moving on. I have 11, 
And mine's going to be real quick. Yeah, your that. car. Your car. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong. Actually, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to change my lemon to be about my car. Okay. So I was walking to the car yesterday and I noticed I scraped the front, like the front right, not just bumper, but like side of the car, like the oh. very like top right edge, just a couple little scrapes. Clearly I was pulling into a space. I fucked it up and I hadn't noticed. And it's the kind of thing you can't just, you know, easily buff it out. It's a little scratched. And I was so mad at myself because also I don't know when I did it. Mm. I scraped oh. like a couple little fingers of scrapes at some point over the last couple of weeks. I don't look at that point of the car so much. I don't. I have a suspicion, but I don't really know. There's nothing more frustrating, but but that doesn't matter. It doesn't affect the fucking running of the car or anything. Car still is fine. It's just a minor little scrape. But I'm sure if I wanted to fix it, it would be like hundreds of dollars, right? Oh, one hundred percent. And now and now you just see it. Now I just see it all the time. You're yeah. sure you did it? You're sure that some other hooligan didn't? I'm pretty sure. sure. I'm pretty okay. sure. I drive that car more than Rachel does. It could have been Rachel, but that would be very unlikely. I think it's me. So, yeah, here, here we are. Ugh. So that's my lemon is I scraped my car and I didn't notice. And then I saw it yesterday and I was, or two days ago or whatever. And I was like, fuck. Oh, I scraped yeah, the stupid dude, car. That's, dude, hey, my uh, Tesla <laughs> uh, has uh, the, the rims. <laughs> uh-huh. The rims, like it's actually really annoying. They like stick out. So if you if you like bump a curb or something, it you right. gash yeah. the shit out of your your um your rim. Most cars yeah. you you hit the tire first. Yeah. So that happened to me the other day. Now Sam, I, I do have a question about a Tesla. That I find the cars generally pretty interesting. Why does your license plate say "Go Elon Go"? I just think he's an innovator. I think he's our modern day Ben Franklin, mm-hmm. and um, I support him. You know, let's fucking go. Great, cool. All right. Yeah. All right, SGB fans, you know who you're supporting now. Uh, now we're going to move on to our peaches segment. We each do three peaches, three small good things that are going on in your lives. Uh, Steve, do you want to hit us with some some peaches? Yeah. The big peach is that we had our album with Dan that just came yes. out recently. And it's freaking awesome and people are loving yes. it. So that is super, super cool. When did we record that? Back in 20. 20- yeah, last last year. It's like a year and a half ago or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. And it would have been even sooner, but, you know, freaking COVID. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that added like another year or two onto everything. But it's so cool to like have it out now and uh, just really cool to see people's reactions to it. I love it. You guys crush it with those. It's so awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I do have a question for you. Are you guys ever going to cover Kiss from a Rose? So do you think, oh, do you have any plans to put that on any, any album? I would freaking love to. That's yeah. a, I love that song. Yeah, dude. I feel like it's crazy that we haven't done it yet. Crazy, crazy that you haven't. I saw, but I didn't tell you guys this. I went to a seal concert about three weeks ago really? here at Is the Greek. In Al- no, yes, it's very real. I talked about it on the, on the show. And so it closed with kiss from a rose. So I was thinking about you guys, of course. And it was like the greatest thing. He went deep into the audience and did this like a cappella sing along thing. Oh. And in the middle of it, like he's just going in the band, like at the end leaves. So it's just him at the end. Did you sing? Yeah. Were you singing? Was you I was singing, singing along. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Let's yeah. My chance to sing with Seal. Let's fucking, yeah. let's fucking Rose. Uh, yeah. And it was great. So I was thinking about you guys with that. Oh, oh yeah. dude, that's awesome, yeah. man. I love that song. That's not, it's so interesting. Yeah. So it is so interesting. So it's such a weird, weird song yeah, in, a, weird in a great way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Steve, more peaches. Yeah. 
Peach number two, it, it was my birthday yesterday. <gasps> I didn't know. Yeah. Wait, I'm immediately putting, okay, happy birthday. I feel like oh, a sure. bad friend. Hold on. I'm putting this on my calendar right now. I put it on every year. Hold on. Steve Puss. I'm, I'm, I'm totally like slipping it on everybody. Hey, while you're in June, uh, why don't you put June 2nd? Because that's mine. That's right. Yeah, we're both we're both a couple June boys. Sam, JB, Sam, June Sam, boys. Sam, do you want to check? Your texts I know, I know, I know. Do you want to check your fucking texts on June second? Do you want to check them? Do you want to do you want to check them right now? Maybe. Do you want to maybe go check them? I just want to say something funny. I thought it might be funny if I said like check your text. What did I say? What did I say to you on June second? What did I say? Read it. Happy B day, cool guy. Three exclamation points. Emoji sunglasses. <laughs> Thank you. I, that you was go. actually really, really sweet. Oh, I was sitting there thinking a whole day. There's no way Brian's gonna say happy I, birthday. I don't remember, but I did. Steve, I didn't know your birthday, but that's on my calendar now. Hell so. yeah, it was a big one too. You put your boys forty now. Oh shit! Welcome yeah. to the club, baby. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Feels that's good. awesome. Feels good, actually. That's great. Well, happy fortieth. I mean, <laughs> it feels it feels exactly the same. But like, <laughs> yeah, of course it does. So yeah, so that's number two. Steve, uh, check your text real quick there. <laughs> I don't even know where my phone's at. It says, happy B-Day, cool guy. Three exclamation points, sunglasses <laughs> emoji. Love it. Thank you. Sure. Um, I love that. Uh, um, my third peach is that we've got new shirts. Like the Look at those. They right look now. great. I love those shirts. Now, that's a different font than the album font, right? Yeah. I love it. We got different colors too, but I really like the pink one. Oh, you were gonna do the 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 thing? For oh, the that, that, that was it. That was it. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. fucking we'll go. About that. Peach okay, four. Th- this is my new peach. I just I just <laughs> did this last week. I got this pierced, and I oh, got yeah. this pierced. Dang. Excellent. Boom. My first piercing ever. There it is. You, you have like when you got your mohawk and stuff, and and then you and then you put the color in it. You feel so much like a Streets of Rage enemy. Right. <laughs> yes. It's so rad. Such a rad vibe. That's always my joke now. Whenever I'm having a topic with someone about uh, gun rights and mm-hmm. whether, you know, you should have guns, be able to defend yourself or not. Cancel mm-hmm. segment. Then it's like, well, I mean, I kind of already look like a bad guy. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Cancel me, daddy. That's so great because the feeling that that gives me is like it, well, it's like I'm it's like I'm back on tour. It's with, with fucking soundboard. <laughs> the soundboard, the soundboard like, right? <laughs> the emotion that that gave me was like I was right back there just mm-hmm. now. Great. All right, Sam. Peach me. All right, uh, peaches. So um, I got a new grill. Okay, so I went on Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm. and I found this web that which is exclusively where you shop, right? Oh, I don't get anything. Groceries, everything. Yeah, yeah. No, great. I say I'm I'm going down to the marketplace. I call yeah. it the marketplace. You should. Use That's it great. So much. Yep. You have that tattoo that says Zuckerberg plus Elon <laughs> and a little heart, right? <laughs> Forever. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'd show you right now, but it's new and it would chase if I, right. I pulled my, yeah. pull my sleeve up. Because but. it's only recently that you became an Elon Musk fan because of his his views and how he expresses them. Yeah. I don't care about Tesla. It has nothing to do with that. Right. Great. I think as a person and like, yeah. Look, look, anyway. you might disagree with his methods, but you got to admit he's fucking cool. That's a sexy man, dude. It's a sexy man. That's right. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. So I got the grill. It's not that interesting, but I will no, say that's that. Great. Dude, having a good grill rules. It's a great feeling to have a good grill. 
dude, I'm I'm so hyped about this. And you're in grill season now, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I will say though, uh, when I lifted, we I had to lift it with the fellow who was um, selling mm-hmm. it to me. We had to lift it onto a U-Haul, mm-hmm. and it was the heaviest thing I've ever lifted in my life. <laughs> yeah, they're not light. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. What's my other ones? Ooh, I don't have colon cancer. That's okay. great. Oh, yeah, so a colonoscopy. I huh? had a colonoscopy yesterday. We were originally going to do the podcast yesterday, but they were they were busy uh, scoping me out. And great. as it turns out, clean bill of health. No inflammation, baby. Yeah, that's great. So now this weird pressure that I'm feeling in my lower left quadrant. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that could be? Who knows what it know? is? Might be talent. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of it. No. <laughs> You'll you never will. I never will. And then my other one is I learned this technique in Mario Kart 8 called soft drifting. Oh, tell me about it. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a, a way changer. to take um, corners that are wider. So I'll just say this. When you, when you drift in Mario Kart, mm-hmm. if you put the joystick in the direction of the turn all the way, you build up drift really fast. Okay. But sometimes that turn that you would take, if you did that, would be way too tight. For the, uh, for the turn you're taking. And then you mm-hmm. like crash into the wall too early. Yeah. So usually what you do is you wiggle around or you press the opposite direction or something. And then you build up drift really slow. But what you can do is like you push the joystick at like a kind of if you imagine a clock face and you're turning right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you put you put it at like two o'clock. And That's then you tr- you take less wide of a turn, but you still build up boost really fast. This is something I learned the other day. So I'm That's awesome. excited oh, so, to so just it's like dominate you're, you're with not that. Like- super turning it hard you're kind of yeah, like, it's a little like shallow of a turn it. but you build up boost as fast as if you were to take a super okay. turn maybe i can use Stop. it to make my kid cry when i beat her at mario kart oh man that sounds fun let's go it sure let's does fucking let's go. fucking go Hell yeah great good peaches guys i'll do mine real quick yeah number one is audrey is in a theater camp this week oh. and yesterday she came home with a little script and was very excited that she was going to be playing a villain like a super villain. Oh yeah. How does that feel as a as an actual oh, villain she, yourself? I, it, feel, it feels great. Finally, finally, she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> and her villain name is Blindness, and she has the power oh to make people go blind and read people's minds. Oh. Oh my. Which is, God. by the way, not a part she wrote because she was sick on Monday, so we didn't send her to camp that day. But she came in the next day, and they had a, a script, and she was very excited to be playing the villain. That's awesome. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great because you could make somebody blind, and then you could read their mind, and you could read yes. them. Thinking, and their mind would oh, be like, fuck, Oh my I'm God, blind. I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> and then, yeah. Like, thoughts. Yeah. So, that's right. Yeah. Luckily, that's I can right. read your mind, so I know and that. And she that's actually, amazing. she has one of the jokes, which is like, and there aren't many jokes in this script, but someone says to her, you can't actually read minds. And she goes, yes, I can. You think all kinds of messed up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she is such a rad kid. She was oh, so, so cool to meet and like hang out with when we uh, when we came over to like yeah, oh, dude, practice that was and so stuff. Great. Yeah. Awesome. All your All your people. All your people are oh, so rad. Yeah, they totally are. So yeah, I love theater camp. Peach two is I, I've been writing. I got I've been contracted. I mentioned this on the on the phone before by a friend of mine to write puzzles for a thing. I do a lot of puzzle stuff, writing different types of puzzles, and I've been spending the last week writing and doing you know all sorts of interesting puzzles. Is it like math math problem kind of stuff? It's everything. There's logic puzzles. There's like word puzzles. There's image manipulation. There's weird computer shit. It's it's everything under the sun. And part of the fun is thinking of the puzzle type. Yeah, so dude. like, it's really fun. That's so cool. 
I remember on tour that like yeah. you, you had these like a stack I was thinking I believe, about that of too. papers and it was like these wild ass like puzzles and yeah, shit exactly. that you were solving. That kind of shit. Which oh, I thought was cool. so cool and interesting, but to create a puzzle, you have to kind of solve it's a puzzle. It's like the ultimate puzzle. Yes. And you have to make it fun and doable. Exactly. So that's that's the best part about puzzles is figuring out what it means and then realizing, oh wait, I'm kind of in someone else's brain with this. Like we're following the same path. It's a very cool feeling. And the final peach is the, we have now filmed two videos for Trey Magnifique. Oh. We filmed the last one on Monday and they're being edited now. And finally this album is going to be able to have like a fucking release date. And by the way, now I'm oh, going to have to dude. cut this out of the video, but. Oh, oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm so excited oh. about that. So this is just a sleeve. I'm signing them right now. We're going to do vinyl and cassettes. That is I was I was going to ask dude. too, because I've actually gone and looked on Spotify a couple times and I haven't seen it up there. Yeah, yet. it hasn't been out yet. It's just been taking a while to to get everything in order. But we're in the home stretch now, Jen. That's so, really exciting, man. Yes. Congrats. That's... Very excited. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait where are you going to release the videos? Are you going to do it on a... The NSP channel and shit? Well, I don't actually know. I, I did start uh, like a year ago, like a little YouTube channel just on my own to maybe put them up there. But because it'd be weird to put them on NSP, like there's nothing that's not NSP on that channel. We kind of clutter stuff up. So I think I'll just do them on my own. Oh, that's sick, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's taken forever to get this thing done. So I'm very excited about it. But you know what that's I'm actually so cool. more excited about right now? I don't believe whatever you're going to say, because it's the fact that I had two dear friends spend in, like two hours with me talking about music and life and everything. And, you know, we, we got to spend so much time together in the recent past and I've missed you guys. So it is really fun and an honor to be talking to you again. So thank you for, for being here. That's, that's what I feel good about right now. Oh, man. Uh, the feeling is so, is so mutual. And yeah, like it's cool. Like we did the podcast before and then having spent like all that time together and just like learned each other more and like yep. it actually l feels really nice to to just talk and stuff. And, it just hanging and out chill, with good hang, friends, right? Yeah. yeah, feels yep. really really good. Yeah, so, yeah. So thanks for having us on again. This was oh, dude, this is really really fun. It's it, no. I remember it was so fun last time and. It yeah. was super fun this time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was like a little more of like nervousness back then just because it was new. And this oh, time yeah. for me, there was like none of that. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. all right, it's Brian. Hell yeah. And it was it was kind of nice not to have Layton here today because finally white men can have a voice in podcasting. Oh, and, man. you know, finally we get to make our opinions. No, it's about time. Dude, it's about, yeah, it's about man. Time. Yeah, we can't we can't lose control. I'll I'll no. say that. We can't lose control. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And they want us to, but we're not going to let they them. want us to, but we're not going to. I hope you guys know that I just think the world of you as people and musicians, you guys are supremely talented and just amazing, amazing folks. So I treasure you as friends and collaborators. Oh man, dude, dude that, that, that hits, that really hits, man. Yeah, and, it's, it's and right back at truth. you too. Thank you. Yeah, we we love that. you. We've had just such an awesome time, you know, being on tour with you and Dan and Jim too. It was a great crew. Yeah. Being on that tour with you guys was so much fun and I hope we get to do it again soon. I don't know when, but We'll do something. I mean, that's like one of the best experiences I feel like I've had in life. It was it was just so rad. And, you know, yeah. you guys are such amazing people. And dude, and for real, for real, I'm so glad to hear about that Trey stuff. Because like I said, oh, me like, too. just blew me away on, on the tour. I oh, couldn't awesome. get enough Thank of it. Thank you it was, so much. It's just fucking great, man. We, you, we, you, were, you we were crushed, dude. Like we were always like, <laughs> we would you. be off to the side, just like totally geeking out over like, either how funny it was or just like how good the music yeah, was. Dude. Oh dude. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah. That's awesome. It's very nerve wracking. This is my first solo thing, you know? And it is, you know, obviously I had a lot of help making it. Meowch from Twerp produced lots of musicians, including all oh, the shit. Twerp guys. Oh, it is but, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's nerve wracking to be doing a solo thing first ever. It's about but, time. It's yeah. about time, man. I can escape the the vice-like grip of Dan Abadan. <laughs> yeah, that guy, the guy just never lets go. Nope, well, never when, does. Once he's got you. Yeah. yeah, you can never get out. His hands are really soft, though, so that's nice. Anyway, <laughs> now is the time to plug your shit. Okay, we're on YouTube, bro. Boom. Super Guitar Bros. Yep. YouTube. Super Spotify. Guitar Bros. Spotify. By the way, crushing it on Spotify crushing it on Spotify. That's insane. I don't know what's going on with that. I was like, I was listening to one of your things the other day and I was like, what the fuck? We don't have to super get into this, but just to throw it out for anyone that's wondering if you're an artist and you see a thing on Spotify called discovery mode, sign up for that shit. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons our shit just blew up. That's awesome. All of a sudden. Yeah. I love it so much. That's so great. So YouTube, Spotify, super guitar bros everywhere. Yep. Uh, Bandcamp. And we're we're gonna we're gonna be announcing shirts soon. They're oh, yeah. they're basically like they're just about to come out. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Well, to close out the show here, in addition to the the plugs, I'm just gonna end with our with our catchphrase, which normally Layden would say, but I'm gonna say it. But I'm gonna say it real sensual because it's kind of a sensual thing. Stay safe, and come hard. Oh, bye everybody. La, 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 la. Yeah, watch the video. You definitely want to if for no other reason, watch the video for this. All right, bye. (laughs) Evan Tesla. Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at Leighton Night at gmail.com.